Hello and welcome to the Adapted Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Curry. Again, with me today, I'll have Rob Gilkers to discuss uh, our initial reaction to the draft and some winners and losers. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome into the Adapted Truth. Again, with me today, I have Rob. We're going to be sort of breaking down our thoughts on the, the draft that happened 24 hours roughly or so ago and uh, talk about some of the winners and losers that we, we thought. So, as everyone knows, uh, Rob's allegiances to the Chicago Bulls. I'll maybe pass it over to him to have his little say on what went down there last night. That was so kind. Thank you. Um, I'm glad that we've done this with a bit of a buffer on what was a terrible terrible day for the Chicago Bulls not only as a team but an organization I feel like I need to do an eulogy at this point (laughs) um look did the trade absolutely stink to high hell of like baby vomit yes yes it did were you are you saying that because you were expecting more or they that's just kind of how it all went no 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 no, um, okay, everyone like everyone knows you could get more for Jimmy Butler. He is the, in the top 20 at the worst uh, well, players in the league. At easily. the worst. We know his um, defensive capabilities, yeah, plus he's like player. every season he he's seems to be getting improved and better improved. and better. He is a, a warrior now. Well, not a Golden State warrior, <laughs> but of the biblical kind. Let's go with that. Anyway, look, I think the trade sucked for the Bulls like we gave up a lot to get not as much back okay and that's no one can say otherwise but did it suck big time did it have to happen yes yeah now rebuilds aren't nice and they're not pleasant and they're not something where everyone wants to go and just blow up a team and then press the reset button because this is what's going to happen the Bulls were smart enough in recognizing that he had value. The problem is the value that they got back was probably the same value they could have gotten last year for him and probably by the trade deadline this year. So did they didn't really ex- exploit what they could have gotten. Um, I don't think... It was funny because I, I texted you like half an hour before the draft and I said this exact trade to, my, to um, Miami, Minnesota. Say, to Minnesota for this. And then it happened, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's really weird. Yeah. But I think I rate it... A, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real generous here. I'm going to rate it like a B-. minus. Wow, that is generous. Because it's like, uh, I believe it was uh, Paxson that said it, we now have a direction, and we're going with it. And that is the one thing that every team needs is a direction, and the Bulls finally chose one. Okay. It's a B they, minus for the direction. For the direction, but then the execution would Worth be an F. Well, but I'm I'm still in on Chris Dunn. Yeah. I mean, I he obviously had a a pretty average rookie season, it has to be said. Very average. He's a little older as well. 23, um, I think. Yeah. Which is not old, not but old. um yeah, he's a little more seasoned than a few of the other younger players, the rookies. Um then you take Levine, who can be a, a dynamic scorer, but I don't think is 
sort of like a focal point that you want to be kind of building around. Look, no, I agree. But then again, Levine's also, and this sounds kind of jaded, he is a great player to sell jerseys. Yeah, the young kids has, love him. Because, he has great hops. Because he has the bounce. But he just came off an ACL. Like, that's a pretty serious thing. Do I think that he'll come back? Yes. Of course, he's young. But uh, I don't I don't know how how long it's going to take for him to sort of be back to 100%. Then, they obviously got the number seven pick, which all the speculation was, is Boston going to make Lowry. the move? Yeah, well... <laughs> You can't see the dance moves that he was making, but they were pretty hot. Because um, everyone was talking, oh, Boston, they've got the the number three pick. They've got fu- all these future picks and everything like that as yeah. well. Uh, and they managed to get the, the seventh pick. And then Minnesota, so Paxson came out and said, yeah, we're, we're pushing the reset button. We're going to build through the draft. Press the button. And then they decide we're going to give up the 16th pick as well. Yeah, that one. Um, Why would you do that? Why you you could have given about away selling our thirty seventh seventh pick to Golden State for three point five million dollars, which just reeks of um, Rondo. Yeah, Jordan money. Jordan Bell, who is who's a late first rounder. He was projecting as a late first rounder. Yeah, and all they did was give them cash essentially. Yep, that was it. And the Warriors were like, "Yep, we'll take that. That is another possible like Draymond Green type." caliber prospect yep the a second rounder that has has that kind of hustle and yeah i mean the bulls could have probably used with that oh well they got bobby porters well, they got bobby porters and they were they were talking about remain uh keeping their flexibility because mm. roster stands at 12 now yeah um i think it's purely just to get money to to pay rondo off and i have to pay him a cent that's that's purely all and it is what about your boy Dwayne wade Oh, um, my boy, Dwayne Wade, uh, he is going to stick around for the entire year because he has 24 million reasons to do so. No, I, I know that, but is there a chance that, that the Bulls No, nah, the Bulls cash? are too cheap. Um, <laughs> notoriously stingy. And that, that, that selling that trade to the Golden State just highlighted mm. the fact that they are stingy, whereas they should have taken that guy and just see what they got. Oh, they would have had a decent prospect, and yeah, he would have he would have fitted well in their their youthful rebuilds. I know because at the end of the day, when you're doing a rebuild, you need to find the the treasure further down the draft. Okay, and give me your opinion of the the marksman, the Ooh, the, the, the Finnish dancing sensation, <laughs> yeah. oh, Laurie Markkinen. Why would they take him at at pick seven? You mean Chris Stapps two point What? Uh, uh, no. Uh, okay, and so, the silence says it all. Because they are focused too much on one thing, which is shooting. I mean, the theory or still rings true throughout the entire history of basketball. You score more points, you win. Um, this guy has a very simple, straightforward, uncomplicated shooting stroke. He isn't bad setting a high screen and then rolling out to the three-point line. Yeah. He can sort of, he does have a quickish first step and can get himself into a mid range and take a nice little bank shot or a little floating jumper. I'm worried about his ability to rebound in traffic. I oh, feel, he's, he's not a rebounder. No. I feel he needs to probably put on a little bit more muscle and grow a set. Um, <laughs> but in terms of shooting, uh, 
I know we love doing these sort of things, so I'm going to say he's a poor man's Dirk. Well, that's what everyone was, was sort of saying. Yeah. And when I was watching the draft, um, Jalen Rose compared him to, to Channing Fry. But he said Channing <laughs> Fry, but he has a little bit more upside. Like the game symbolizes what Channing Fry does, yep. but he's a little more talented than Channing Fry. He's, he's not Dirk because Dirk in his early days was able to get to the rim, finish, to beat yeah, people Dirk off the could dribble. Yeah, do a lot. That like fall away jumper is basically unguardable. He's just basically the reason why people are comparing him obviously to Dirk is because he's a big man like a seven footer with range that can shoot from yeah from deep. So everyone's like, oh, he's a Dirk Nowitzki type. But well, let's not get carried away. This there. is where like I can see where the Bulls are going, and if it actually does pan out, this is actually going to work quite well because the plan is to keep uh, Nico to yes. re-sign him. So we're going to have a stretch two stretch fours. I mean. Um, Lowry plays as a as a stretch four, even though he's seven foot. Yep. So but that's because he's not physically he's not big physically enough, and big he's enough. not a. But if he's going to stand on the out, if you're going to do an outside in kind of um, sorry, an inside out kind of setup, why not play him at the five? Yeah. But if you've got Nico, you've got um, Lowry. That's going to open up the lanes for Dunn, who is a, a, a driving, slashing, and kicking yep. uh, point guard, and D Wade is again someone else who needs to get into the lane because he doesn't have the range past the elbow. That's um, true. So if this actually works and we've, we're building a core around Dunn, who I still think he's good. I think he was in a bad situation where he lost the confidence of his coach. Thibs does not like first-year players at all. He never has. No. Um, unless you're like a, a transform um, transformational talent like Rose was. Yes. Um, he, he he takes a while to warm to you and you've got to earn your place. I think Dunn went in there, probably got some, some harsh criticisms which were fair, lost his confidence, and then Rubio just turned it around. Second half of the year started making all his shots. Yeah. Well, Rubio's a, a very intelligent player. He and is. I think Fibs, like, what his whole thing was, he went in there and they said, we want you to overhaul the entire sort of system, mould it to what you want to do, and... Rubio was obviously the starting point guard, but yeah. they drafted Dunn to sort of be, I guess, the future. Because everyone was speculating, oh, Rubio's gone. Dunn, they want to trade, trade him. him. New York's going to take him. Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, then he was kind of going to be, I guess, groomed in a way and then would be given the keys. And with with him, and I guess they were at that point, sort of working with Levine and Wiggins and Towns, that young nucleus uh, could could yeah. have been quite a deadly sort of combination. But then Thibs was like, we need defense. Yep. Uh, we need we need an, that extra kind of like, I guess, alpha type, Jimmy. type, pl- type player. Leadership, Jimmy. And the guy that, yeah, plays. We can get a score when we need to. They were in games a lot of the time last year, the T-Wolves, but they couldn't just quite close, close yeah. the deal. Uh, so Jimmy Butler definitely will will help there. Oh, he's, yeah. I mean, Jimmy is a little older, but he's not old. So everyone's, I guess, He'll kind be 28 of twenty eight next year. So like, I mean, I'm not saying he's old, and I think Wiggins and Cat have developed very well. Yeah, I don't think that if if their windows line up, it's going to be quite tight in terms of like Jimmy before he starts sort of regressing. Because Jimmy's, like, everyone wants to say it or whatever, but Jimmy's got a lot of miles on the knees. He does, but, I mean, he's had that kind of for his, his entire career. I don't, I, it's obviously, you, 
we don't have a crystal ball and we can't see how it's going to go. Of course not. But I do like the move for the Timberwolves. So I think I. that they will definitely be... I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say contending team straight off the, no, the bat, no, but no. they'll definitely be playoffs contention. Oh, absolutely. And, and making them relevant again in a small market is fantastic just for the, the game anyway. Yeah. There hasn't been as much... Exi- I mean, yeah, they had Kevin Love, who was never good enough to get them that next step no. uh, uh, since, I guess, KG was there and... And doing his thing. Well, that's it. I mean, look, the and like, you know, the Bulls fans, this is early days. We're still going to be there. We're still going to like watch the games and be very upset. And we're going to bitch and moan about this for a very long time. But, I mean, I can't even say it anymore. At least we're not the Knicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I will, yes. I will <laughs> elaborate on the, this that scenario in a, in a little bit. But... Uh, I am paraphrasing a little bit, but Jimmy Butler and his camp were obviously not happy the way no. that it all panned out. Apparently, this was in talks. This this has been sort of in discussions with uh, the T-Wolves and the Bulls since last year. Yeah. And they just didn't pull the trigger. And now they pull the trigger when Levine's done his ACL. They get the seventh pick and Dunn didn't have an overwhelming rookie season. I mean, no. a lot of people were saying he's a chance for rookie of the year. Yeah. They were like, they want to get rid of Rubio, give him the, yeah, the like keys. Like I said, just he was in a bad situation. I, I really believe he will turn it around. I do. Um, and someone who will can, like, Hoiberg coming through the college system will know how to bring out those sort of best things in him. Yeah. So this is where, like, Hoiberg's, his skills of dealing with these kids is going to actually be fantastic over the next couple of years. And that's another, like, a bonus with him, like, resetting the team. Do I think also just quickly that um, the front office of Chicago still should be fired? Yes. Yeah, they like, definitely should. It should. Clean out house. Go get David Griffin, and let's <laughs> restart. Well, yeah, that, there is. No, I don't think he would take that job. Then we can get LeBron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's not get carried away. But what I was going to say before was that that Jimmy, one of his uh, training sort of guys. Well, yeah, he's trained. Oh, he let loose. Yeah, he he was. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but he was basically that. Yeah, they are the worst. They're yeah, they're sort just of backstabbing, lying. Yeah, um, he said quite a few things. Look, we all know there's dysfunction in that club. It's been there for years. Mm. Um, hopefully, the seismic shift in win loss ratio might sort of get them out of there because i mean reisendorf does love to get to the finals at least yeah um oh they'll be he'll be pushing as hard as he can for them not to to stink yeah but we gotta stink we've gotta stink to get the picks yeah that's what a reset is yeah but the bulls i think now officially realize that they threw all their eggs into the basket trying to see yeah trying to see what they could do and they were no better than I mean, the first two games that they played, they played well. They they had bested oh, the Celtics. It was, it was, yeah, fantastic. But then I guess they kind of realized Dwayne Wade doesn't have that much longer to sort of go, probably. Uh, are, are we willing to pay Rondo? And we have an asset now, Jimmy Butler, all-star, great defender, all that, who we can get picks for we can get young talent for and then kind of reset and and rebuild and, and that's where i'm giving it a, a b minus just to actually the balls to do it 
the execution of it was poor though yeah like that this that's sort of the the talk is is was there not a better offer coming through the the pipeline there mustn't have been like they probably turned down the better offer maybe you've gone back hey okay we'll take it nah it's gone yeah danny danny ainge is is not someone that he will only do it if it yeah. really kind of benefits benefits him but you know they had their their eye on tatum yeah um and they drafted down knowing they could still get him oh of course they you know? they knew how the first two picks were gonna exactly were gonna go and then yeah they they went from there in terms of this trade here the the butler yep. the whole pick uh how do you compare it and which one is the better pick out of that and the Sacramento Kings and how they handled Boogie Cousins last year. Which which team? Because now... Sacramento Kings, I'd still say, did well. Like, I didn't hate the Kings trade either of Boogie. Like, yeah. it was just weirdly timed and weirdly handled. But they got, like, their little swag back. But they got the piece they were really after. Exactly. And Buddy healed. Now, all they had to do was just tank out the rest of the season, which they just scraped into it. Um, to get those, oh, oh, the Bulls could have. I know uh, the Bulls could have had the, the the tenth pick. Well, it would have been the eleventh pick. Mm. Um, but they would have had it with Malik Monk. With Malik Monk, who I would have loved because <laughs> that dude will sell jerseys as well. Um, and like he's just, he's just. I think he has a anyway. Whatever. I don't want to get into it. But he was just perfect his, for a his highlight tape. His highlight tapes are awesome. By the mm. way, just check him out. Um. Yeah, Sacramento, and then the Kings did the smart thing, and they split that 10 into 15 and 20. Mm-hmm. In a rebuild, that's perfect. It's kind of weird, again, they grabbed another big dude at 20. I probably Harry Giles. wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, the upside on Harry... See, I know, I understand yeah. why they did it. Like, I, I do like the prospect of a few of the guys that they do have. I mean, Labissier showed a bit. Yep. Uh, he was highly touted obviously early on out of high school and then early in his and he kind of slid right yeah, down people were unsure on him and he was great just like swing for the fence sort of move yeah i mean albeit you know calipari is not uh, the most successful or he's not seen as being like an elite college coach that bring but he always 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 delivers on on talent and lucia yeah. was one of his obviously uh and yeah i mean he does show that he's got some some game to him. Uh, they obviously split that to see if they could get Giles, who could also be a sort of franchise or all-star caliber player if yeah. he's if he's healthy. He does have that upside. Um, we knew that Sacramento were going to do something that wasn't the norm, and people were speculating whether they were going to give away that first. I thought De'Aaron Fox was was definitely going to go yeah, to they, them. Yeah, they they loved him. Um, and yeah, I, I don't hate, I mean, sure. They had the 10th pick and could that have been Malik Monk and they could have teamed up those two and that would have been like an awesome little sort of tandem that could have oh, played there. I mean, you've already got Buddy Hield, so you, you only really need to fill one spot, but mm. like, why not like go for Monk and just see what you've got? They could have. And look, that, that would have probably been a great option, but I do see what they've kind of done. They've tried to, to split assets and they've, they've in a way tried to say, look, we'll turn, we got our dude Fox, who's yep. going to be, who's just a gamer who's yeah, he plays hard, super quick, athletic, yeah. gets the rim, explosive, great decision maker. Uh, if he, if he gets a jump shot, he could be 
the the guy with the highest ceiling. Well, he's still a kid. Like this is the thing, you know. They're all still kids. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're professionals now, and they need to like continue to apply their craft. There are the the ones where you're like, oh come on, and they're just like resting on whatever they were. But mm. the point with the whole like top ten pick is that these kids are meant to be, you know, the best of the best. They're meant to be more special than the others. Well, this this draft more than more yeah than more ever. than more than ever and that's where like you know Michael Foltz that he, he is going to be um mm. absolutely awesome Lonzo Ball like still again just another one who's just gonna like dominate now that oh. they've obviously moved D'Angelo over to Brooklyn definitely cleared up the space for him yeah the, away they go I see sort of my analysis of of the draft was that the top teams did what they should have done there was yeah. no like ridiculous kind of crazy Philly took faults you know Lakers took ball yeah there were no surprises until yeah. pick seven Tatum Jack well <laughs> <laughs> Markinen. um uh. but but yeah all all the top prospects I think went went as kind of expected and there was no I just came up with a nickname for him who Markinen? yep go on the finisher I think that's already a thing damn it <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> I the finisher. It. The finisher. Except he doesn't finish. He, Not at well, the rim. Uh, <laughs> but from three-point land. The long-range finisher. The, oh, the long-ranger. Damn. Damn. There's a movie in that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I think people started to... I mean, I didn't question the Knicks pick because I thought... Yeah, Furious Frank. Furious Can I ask a quick question before we get Please. to the Pick six, Orlando. Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. He is... The the talent is there, and he is a great prospect. Fits in with their... I, I think I was... I don't know if I tweeted this one exactly. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I did. The hybrid forward that they were banging on about on their, their whiteboard. <laughs> he kind of fits that. The whiteboard. And that was... Yeah. Yes. That was what I was sort of saying. Like, yeah, they've gone in a new direction, but yeah. they've still gone with the hybrid forward. But in saying that, people, I wouldn't go as far as to say he is Anthony Davis, but he like he's that that kind of slender guy that, that when he was younger, he grew up playing as a, a ball sort of dominant guy, yeah. like a point guard type player. And then he shot up through high school. And so he has that sort of like, Ball handling he's ability. Skills, he's yeah. a he's a decent shooter. He's you know, he's slim. So if he puts on weight, he he'll definitely be a force. But I do like that. I do like that pick. I I'm Orlando. I'm very confused with what they're doing. Okay, because this is my thing. Like I was just like, yeah, they're going to go a point guard because they just seem to hate Alfred Payton. Well, I think that they're willing to give Payton another shot, and then when his contract kind of is wearing down, I don't know if they're going to be willing to pay. Yeah, for him, they might either bring someone in in free agency, or they might be like, uh, they they need to if they have Peyton, they need to pair him with, you know, a Malik Monk or something like that would have been awesome but for they them. Don't have him. I know they don't. So have him. like, because at the mo- this is what I'm trying to think, right? So at the at the one spot you got Peyton. Yes. At the two spot. I guess it's. Fournier because they've been playing Fournier at the three spot. So is I know, but at the moment they've got T. Ross. Yeah, and then they've got Gordon. Yeah. So I, where does Isaac's like fit in here? Hybrid forward. <laughs> <laughs> he. 
uh, I don't know if they're, if they're going to if they if their plan is that they want to play Isaac and Gordon four and five, yeah. and then have that Bismack Biombo kind of guy that can come in twenty minutes of energy hustle rebound. He's that sort of like bruiser in the in the paint and will get the the dirt will do the dirty work on the glass. The thing is with Orlando is they've got a lot of moves to make and I feel like they're rebuilding and they've been rebuilding for basically since Dwight Howard. They've got all these like random yes. pieces that just don't quite fit together. No, and then like Vuk he should be gone. Yeah, cuz that's it. Like that's a I, big I, piece. Yeah, they should have they should have probably tried to move on from him but, earlier. And that's they've still got flex cuz you've got like uh, Alfred's still under control in yeah. terms of like his he's come towards the end of his rookie scale pay yeah I think he's got this one more season Fournier got paid but uh, it's like 80 million for four years his, or something yeah, like that his is, his is like in that it's not a ridiculous contract but it's not a great it's kind of like that in, in the yeah, middle type because thing. I think Orlando are in a position because now with the salary cap moving backwards they've probably maintained a slight bit of flex yeah whereas someone like if I'm trying to be realistic Washington or because mm. you can't say Golden State and Cleveland because they're hard up against it but Washington like they did the same move whereas they paid a backup center 75 mil just like <laughs> Orlando did um, Biombo basically but also, Orlando don't have Beal, and they don't have Washington. Um, I think John I've got the, the perfect one for that. And that was the Portland Trailblazers, because they... Oh, yeah, they're hard up against it as well, yeah. They technically have the second highest payroll the second, in the yeah. league. They had the second lowest the previous year. Philly were the only team that had less money on the books. That's and then they decided... Alan Crab money. That's the Alan Crab money right <laughs> yes. there. And... <laughs> Who, uh, yeah, he, I don't know why they decided to do that. But what do they do? Like, because they're, they're hard up against it. Stellar Crab's gone backwards. So are they going to try and move like, uh, like Crab or Evan Turner or they've got a third? If I was them, I would, yeah, Turner would probably be the one that is the most disposable. I don't know who would be willing to take him on that kind of money in the way that teams are trying to play ball at the moment. The only one in Brooklyn. Yeah, but because they've become the new dumping ground because Philly now have it all together. <laughs> yeah, which I'm somewhat surprised because obviously Brooklyn was the one that was initially going to pay Crab. Yeah, and I even sort of like I was joking around with we, we have a, a mate who's a uh, Portland fan. <laughs> He's a and big I Crab was, fan. <laughs> there's a new there's a new what did he say new sheriff in town. Yep. Um, and I sort of said. Because I, I didn't mind Alan Crabb prior to his, his big sort of like contract that he got. I thought that he was like a decent guy off the bench that you can rely on to knock down a few shots, whatever. And I sort of said, he's probably trying to get himself a bit of money. And the only team that was willing to pay him was Brooklyn because they had yeah. a lot. And they were like, yeah, he's, he's relatively young. You know, he might be a potential starter for that franchise or even yeah. like a sort of six man off the bench or whatever. Um, and that he was kind of like, mo- he was moving all his stuff to Brooklyn because he's like $70 million. Wow, that's, or $74.5 million or whatever it was. That's a lot of money. I'll head to Brooklyn tomorrow. Yep. And then Portland are like, aha, <laughs> we're going to match that because. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Because we want that, those nine and a half points or whatever and he then provides. And someone's going to be like, 
oi, but we've got like that Evan Turner thing going on. It's about the same. And it's like that little girl in the taco ad, you know, why not do both? <laughs> in saying that, I, I actually quite like Portland's team overall. I just think that there's that they went a little too crazy with the yeah. salary cap increase. And then and LeBron, they shot themselves in the foot a bit. LeBron and Steph ruined it for everybody. Yeah, definitely. They still would be good for years to come. They've got uh, like, you know, Lillard, McCullum. Oh, yeah, Nurk, they, and they picked up Zach Collins, Zach Collins now. Who's, yeah, I, I rate him. I think he's yep. uh, he's going to be a, a great prospect as well. Um, so overall... Nurk. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nurk. Nurk. So they've done well. They, they are also going to be a, a relatively stable team. Um, shall, shall we delve into the, uh, the Knicks? Should, should I let fly on them? Super quick. Okay. So, a couple of days ago, the general manager, <laughs> <laughs> basketball operations manager, Phil Jackson, who I, I think I described as... The big Philly style. When James Dolan was like, we need to to bring in someone who's got some experience and who has some credibility with his name, 11-time champion, was regarded as one of the the greatest minds in basketball history, has connections to New York, obviously played there, blah, 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 blah. But since he's been there, he's probably done one thing and one thing only, and that is draft Chris Stapps. Um, Well, that's... I'm not a one positive thing. Sorry, Sorry. I've done plenty of other things. <laughs> I'm just about to explode. Yeah, he he drafted Chris Tapps, uh and gave. Well, Mello had his his contract extension. I think was that before. Yeah, no, yeah, was, that was yeah. And then they were like, "Yep, no trade clause, whatever." Uh, he traded with Chicago to bring Derek Rose, who was also a terrible fit for what they were trying to do. A ball dominant guard that doesn't give your no, up no, and coming no, no. star. Sorry. I will uh, respectfully disagree. It was just a one year gamble which just at the end of it would leave like eighteen million dollars free in your salary cap. Continue. <sighs> yes, but you're trying to then groom and grow Porzingis and you give Mello who basically takes the ball and it's a black hole he never gives it back and Derek Rose is more interested in like padding his stats because he wants to get paid and yeah passing is not always his first option so they hindered that uh, and then after all that so supposed super team being created turned into a disaster they like won 30, 30 wins or something what about Joe Kim bro Come on, you're, just, you're leaving out Joe Kim. I wanted to forget about him. <laughs> Look, I don't think he's a bad locker room or presence guy, but I just think that they overpaid and he is he has had a lot of injuries now, a lot of miles on his legs for playing with Thibs. Dodgy mm-hmm. uh, shoulder now. They have Hernan Gomez now, who should be getting a few more minutes. Oh, he's going to be... Carlo Quinn, I solid. like. He's... Um, yeah, Kyler Quinn. They're all on good contracts. Like underrated. Everything. And and then the news you hear just before the draft is Porzingis might be a potential trade option. Well, no. He was on the table and Phil was just not listening to any offer that didn't have the three or higher pick. 
That's true, but I, don't, I just think that the wrong move was to publicly come out and basically yeah. say... But it wasn't a rumour. He was doing it. I know, but then to say Porzingis was... was we're not going to say that he's not available. We'll take calls. And that then basically sort of, in his roundabout way, his zen way, uh, he... I did inverted commas there because... Yes. <laughs> It's probably a little bit of a zen with substance. Um, <laughs> exclusive, you had it here first. I don't think it's exclusive. Um, <laughs> said that he's never in his 30 years had anyone not get, turn up to the interview. And I don't blame him for not for not doing it. Yeah, I think, But just, also, not true. Shaq did it in 2004. Exactly. <laughs> you, he says what you want him or like he wants people to, yeah. to think. Um, and yeah, so I'm glad that they kept, kept hold of him. I'm glad that they like furious Frank. I'm, I'm okay with that pick because I think that he yeah. does fit in well with what yeah. they're, they're doing. They are rebuilding. Um, Mello, yeah, probably time to, to, to go if they can get something for him or if he does, if he waves, if he lets them. Yeah, Exactly. Um, and they do have room that they can make a couple of moves. So it's not all doom and gloom there, um, apart from Phil and his meddlings with the team. Just let it be. Your job is to create the roster for the coaches and everyone to... Yeah, that's it. Let Hornacek and Kurt Rambus... No. ...work their magic. I don't, I don't obviously know Rambus personally... <laughs> But leave, he should not have anything to do with a basketball coaching, especially on the defensive end. What? He could draw up some plays. Might as well throw out a sieve. Schemes. It will be a better defender than Ooh, his schemes, honestly. Damn. Damn. Free lane. All right. I think we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it there for now. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us, Rob. Uh, uh, no, been always a pleasure. Always happy to be here. Well, anytime. Hopefully we'll have something for you for you guys again soon. Uh, if you obviously like what you hear, keep staying tuned. And yeah, we'll catch you next time. See you later, guys. Peace. Thanks again for joining us on the Adapted Hoops podcast. If you're a fan of what you're listening to, don't forget to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>